Therefore, whoever hears the sayings of mine does them, I will liken to a wise man who builds his house on a rock. Matthew 7:24. Welcome, beloved, to another edition of God's Word with God's chosen servant, Reverend Amos Darko. Reverend Amos Darko is anointed to inspire you with an anointed teaching and preaching of God's Word with down to add practical examples. Get ready as he ministers the Word of God for today. Somebody shout amen. Oh, somebody shout amen. Oh, somebody shout amen. We thank God for this wonderful evening. Let's take our seats. It is just a blessing. It's just a blessing coming your way this evening. I I believe your life is never going to be the same. Those of you shouted the loudest amen. May God meet you at your point of need. And those of you just shouted right now, may you also receive it in Jesus' name. Okay. Okay. Tonight, we are going to pray. But before we do, I want us to look at the scripture but before I do that let's share a word of prayer heavenly father lord it is time to declare your word your word is already anointed and so I ask that may you anoint these slaves of clay grant me all trans and make me a blessing unto your children. In Jesus' mighty name. Somebody shout amen. Oh, somebody shout amen. We thank God for this wonderful gathering. This evening, I want to share with you something that is so dear to me. Tonight, I'm talking about our obedience our obedience to the promptings and the leading of the Holy Spirit. But you are also at liberty to rename the message into every title you want it to be. See, usually when you are young, people choose for you. And you gladly accept it, two of us. Yes. In, in, the, in the world in which we live, usually children are people whom things are being prescribed for. And so, usually, when you are a child, you don't have the right to choose things for yourself. You realize that what you wear, somebody chooses it for you. You realize that what you eat, somebody determines what you eat for you. You realize that even the toothbrush you use in brushing your teeth, somebody chooses that for you. And so, if you are a child, you lose what we call the right to choose or choice. The right to choice. 
And so usually people chooses things for you. You only grow up to realize that ah, especially if you took a picture with a, clo- a particular cloth. You grow up to realize that what is this? Sometimes you feel shy by looking at your old pictures. How many of you have felt shy before by looking at an old picture and you wish you were never in that cloth? Recently I was going through I was going through my my pictures and I, I saw uh, my secondary school day. Secondary school, It was I, I was in SS one. And the trousers I was wearing. Oh, Charlie, white white shirt, long sleeves, a very big one. White shirt, a super a long sleeves. Big black trousers. Any trousers? And a kambu, a white kambu. I don't know where that combination came from. And I wish I, I was never in that thing. But I, I remember well that my mother bought them for me. And so when you are a child, you usually lose the right to choose. And so you realize that it is only when you grow that you begin to make choices. And life is full of choices. Each and every each and every single day of our lives, we are left with the right to choose two of us. When you wake up in the morning, the first welcome address that gives you, the the first choice you have is the choice to pray in the morning or not to pray. That's your own choice. Most of you, like myself, you don't usually pray in the morning. Two of us. Yes, I want to include myself so that you feel okay. Because the Bible said, even if you think you are standing, take it lest you fall. But some of you, you are falling. So when you wake up in the morning, you have the right to choose whether to pray or not to pray. You have the right to, to whether um, you have the right to choose whether to have your quiet time or not. Some of you don't have your devotion when in the morning. You just wake up and that's it. You are on the move. And so these are all choices. Another choice that comes to us every single day is the choice to brush our teeth. No, you think it's it's something small, like trivial, but I'm telling you, a lot of people can walk through the whole day without brushing their teeth. It's a choice. Others will have to decide whether to eat first and then brush or brush before it. so is that <laughs> you are left with choices and so even during the morning you you are put in a position to make a lot of choices and decisions another another choice that will come to you in the is the is the decision of whether to bath before you, you move out or to wash just um, some free your legs. Which, which, has, which has a botanical name called ablution. Yes. I have a friend ablution. How many of you did ablution? 
You know yourself, even this evening, you are bluted before you came here. You understand? And so you are left, you see, God, God created human beings such that we have the right to choose things for ourselves. That is what the Bible says. Behold, I said before you good and bad. Evil. This is evil. This is good. But then, you have the choice. You have the right to choose whatever you want. You have the right to make any decision for yourself. You can choose to do evil. That is your choice. But the scripture ends by saying that but know that in the end you shall give account of whatsoever you did. It's somebody with me. And so with all your, the choices you have I want you to understand that every single choice comes with a consequence. So, Every good decision you make comes with its own consequences. And every bad decision you think for yourself also comes with its own consequences. And so when you ignore brushing your feet for probably a week, you see your feet will begin to what? Decay. And you, you, you can easily forsake. And it, it is it's a choice that has led you to that. Some of you don't bath. And so you have a very strong um, order on yourself. True or false? Yes. And so all these things comes as a result of our decisions. But, but you see, all the things I've been talking about, they are all physical things. So in the physical realm, so when you are a child, they choose for you. But when you grow, you begin to make decisions for yourself. Two of us. Oh, is it true? Yes, a lot of you chose what to wear today. But what you are wearing is as a result of your choice. But you see, spiritual, spiritual growth. Or why is it somebody as matured in the spirit? It is rather the opposite. I said it's rather the opposite. Opposite, no. You see, when you grow rather. You, they choose for you. And when you are young, you choose for yourself. You, you wouldn't understand what I'm saying. But let's read John chapter 21. Maybe this scripture will help you understand. John chapter 21. Let's read from verse number 18. Yeah. John 21, 18. And you would understand what I'm trying to say tonight. The Bible says, this is Jesus speaking to Peter. And he said, most assuredly, I say to you, when you were younger, 
You gathered yourself and walked where you wished. When you were younger, you you gathered yourself so when you were younger you, you, you gathered yourself and walked where you wished but when you are old you will stretch out your hands and another will get you and carry you where you wish not or you don't wish what is the meaning of this scripture the scripture tells us that usually in the realms of the spirit when you are young or you are see the word young means a novice or a beginner so the bible is saying that when you were a beginner you, you, you chose what to wear and you chose where to go. You, in other words, you, you had the right to choose what you want to do. Two of us. And, but the Bible said, but when you grow or when you are old, the, the word old means when you are matured. You lose the right to choose for yourself. I said you lose the right to choose for yourself. But then another chooses what you wear. Another chooses where you go. What is the meaning of this scripture? This scripture means that when you assess your Christian life, when you assess your spiritual life, who is in control of your life? Who tells you what to do? And what not to do. You see, and this scripture gives us a picture of who is matured and who is not matured. If you are a matured believer, you lose the right to a lot of choices. I am telling you, if you are a matured believer, you don't decide when you want to come to church and when you don't want to come. It is only the young ones, the, the immature ones yes. that chooses out of their own will when I want to go to church and when I don't want to go to church. If, if, you see, when you are a child, a lot of the things you do, you, do, you don't think. True of us. Paul said, when I was a child, Paul said, I acted and spoke like a child. You see, a lot of you, when, because of the, the period in which you are, you, you, have, you have the right to choose everything for yourself. See, if, you, if, you, if you do a quick analysis of yourself right now, and even your life, and you realize that a lot of the decisions you take them, if, if that is where you are, then know that you are still an infant in the child in the, in the, in the, in the, in the kingdom of God. Know that you are still a child in the house of God. Auntie, let me ask you a question. Who chooses when you pray? 
Is it you? Or the promptings of the Holy Spirit? A lot of you, the, the time the Holy Spirit will just tell you, wake up and pray. That's the time you sleep. The time you are led to fast, that is the time you eat. Jesus said, but when you are old or when you are mature, see, mature believers don't have the right to a lot of things. When you are old, another will get you. And that another used over there means somebody else will direct you. Somebody else will hold your hands. Somebody else will tell you what to do. You don't choose what to do. Let me ask you. Who takes a lot of the decisions in your life? Is it God or yourself? The Bible said, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. It's only children who depend on their understanding to do things. Yes. Yes, when you are a child in the realms of the spirit, so we are a lot of the decisions you take them. Today I don't feel like going to church, so you not come. Today I don't feel like praying, so you not pray. But, but you see, when you are mature, you just be sleeping. And listen, for those of you who, who understand what I'm saying, most of the times. A lot of the, the decisions the Holy Spirit takes for you is against your will. Oh, do, I have a, do I have a witness tonight? A lot of the decisions that the Holy Spirit takes for you is against your will. I am telling you. A lot of you sometimes you feel like fornicating. Oh, you don't know. Most of the times, to the unmarried ones, you feel like fornicating. Today, they like you want to mess up like once at least. Today, God should allow me to mess up. So that is your will. Some of people pay you strange visits, and you know that today something will happen. Then all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit will tell you, tell her you want to leave. Tell her you want to go home. Tell her you can't do this. Tell her no. Say no. Say no to him. Say no to her. And most of the times, in that particular situation, it speaks a lot about who you are spiritually. So you realize that because you are weak and young, you end up taking decisions that will favor yourself. You do things. So a lot of your life is like all about yourself. You do things you want to do. Sometimes you want to say something. Always with them, no, don't say this. Somebody will provoke you. Say, don't talk. But, but you talk. And so, who is leading your life? Romans eight fourteen. The Bible says, for as many as are being led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Tonight, permit me to ask you a question. Who is leading you? 
Tonight, permit me to ask. Under whose authority do you flow? Sometimes God can do strange things. Sometimes he can, he can command you to follow somebody. And that's it. God can give you a father. I'm telling you. Do, do you know the father God has given you? You see, naturally, children don't like their fathers. Two of us. And, and the same applies to spiritual fathers. Most of the time, children, you see, because of their closeness to their father, they begin to see things in the life of their father which they don't like. And and it, 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 it makes them reject and despise them in their hearts. Most of you don't like your, your parents. Not like your father. You don't like your father in particular. Most of you are not in actually good terms with your father. Unless, of course, your father moved, uh, your, like your, your house is a broken family. And, and your father doesn't stay with you. Is somebody with me? Sometimes you wish like going out with your friends. But your father will say no. Nobody is going out today. And sometimes you, you, you can even cry. Because you never wish you would miss this opportunity. Until your father stood there and said no. Nobody is going out today. Sometimes you would wish for something. And usually your father will say no. A lot of the decisions they take for our life usually are against our will, two of us. And so we grow up not liking them. And we grow up not finding any interest in them. But, but listen, as he, the same applies to spiritual fathers as well. If somebody is a father, eh? Usually, they want to correct. That's, that's the gift of a father. Sometimes they correct. They, fathers don't wish to see their children repeat their very same mistakes. Usually, they, they don't want their children to work uh, to walk where they walked. So a lot of the times they warn. They correct. At certain times they rebuke. And so because of this role of fathers. Most children don't like them. But you see the, truth, the, the funny thing is that. All the truth is that. You don't choose who becomes your father. Two of us. How many of you have the right to choose your father? Did you know you were born to that man? Until you grew up. You never knew. And you see, a father is some, somebody God will never give you the choice to choose. God will never give you a choice. So nobody on earth had the choice to choose their father. So if you didn't have the, the right to choose your physical father or your biological father, what makes you think you would have the right to choose your spiritual father? Sometimes when I see people hop from church to church, I laugh. 
And for most of them, they are missing. You see, Paul said, Paul said, though you have 10,000 instructors, you have, have but few fathers. Your fathers are not enough. The, the kind of father God will give you, usually they are not enough. Yes. Though you have many instructors, but the Bible says you have but few fathers. Is somebody with me tonight? So let me let me let me let me explain this thing to you. And let you understand that. You don't have the right to choose who becomes your father. Even your spiritual fathers. They are all given. Spiritual fathers are given. Who is your spiritual father? Do you have one? You don't have. You see, forget it. Let's let's read Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 3. You see, your spiritual father can come in the form of a pastor. Give me the King James Version of Jeremiah chapter 3, verse number 15. Jeremiah 3, King James Version. Let's read it. Okay, so the Bible says, Just him say. and I will give you pastors according to my heart. I will give you. You don't have the right to choose. I will, this is God speaking. He said, and I will give you pastors. Another word for pastor in other versions will use the word shepherd. And he's talking about pastors. He said, and I will give you pastors according to my heart. Which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. I will give you. So, so, you see, you, you don't have the right to choose who becomes your pastor. A lot of the time, certain circumstances can lead you to a man of God. But never think that oh, I met him. You, you didn't meet him. It was God who gave him to you. You see, Jesus said, no one can come to me except the, the father or my father draws them to me. In other words, nobody can come closer to me except my father brings them. Do you even know why you are in this ministry? Do you know why you are following our presiding bishop, Bishop Charles Adinasari? Do you even know why God has given me to you as your pastor in this local branch? But usually, Something causes children to lose this. Listen, follow me. They lose the ability to feed. I will give you pastors according to my heart. So, so the pastor God gives you is a, a pastor according to God's heart. Not according to your heart. Not, not according to your will. Not according to who you want to, to get closer. And some, of you, some of you, the men of God, God has given you, you are rejecting them. 
a lot of you, the men of God, God brought your way to feed you. You've shut your mouth. And so when they put their, when they try to put them food into your mouth, it doesn't go. But you see, why? Because see, God has given you a pastor but you have neglected the pastor God has given you and you have chosen a pastor for yourself and some of you your, your pastors are online pastors yes you watch, watch them on internet Facebook but God didn't say no 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 go and choose a pastor he said, I will give you a pastor and I will give you pastors I like that word, not even a pastor. Pastors. Pastors. So our presiding bishop has been given to you. Yeah. But the question is, are you receiving him? Our divisional overseer has been given to you. Are you receiving him? Even your local pastor has been given to you. Are you receiving him? You can have somebody and yet you know little about him. Yeah. God can give you somebody and you know little about him. Please, who is the assemblyman for this area? So you have an assemblyman, but you don't know him. Two of us. Is it the fact that you don't know him doesn't mean he doesn't exist? The fact that you have neglected the assemblyman doesn't mean he's not an assemblyman. He is responsible for this assembly. He is your assemblyman. God said, I will give you a uh, I'll give you pastors according to my heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. You see, sometimes you, have, you may have knowledge but you may not have an understanding. Oh, lot, how, many of you are, how many of you know about planes? You know about plane. You don't know what plane is? What is a plane? You know? Have you seen one before? Have you sat in one before? Have you entered one before? But you've, you've seen one before. Can you describe a plane? Oh, are you sure you can describe a plane? Oh, do, do planes have pilots? Or they have drivers? Are they pilots or drivers? Oh, are you sure? So then it means you have knowledge about planes. But the question is, do you understand how to fly a plane? Do you understand how to fly a plane? It's a big no. Hello? So having knowledge is not enough. So God said, they will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Let's, let's read on. And what will happen? Listen, the Bible said, and it shall come to pass. What shall come to pass? After I have given you the pastors. Eh? When ye be multiplied and increased in the life. So, 
Anytime you receive the father God gives you in the form of a pastor, two things are sure. Two things. Number one is multiplication. If you can receive the man of God, God is giving you. You realize that you begin to multiply. And the second thing that happens to you is that you increase. The moment you reject the father God is sending to you. You lose these two blessings. He said, in the land. Not out of the land. Do you know God can prosper you in the church, in this very same church? You see, you don't need to travel to America to prosper. Oh, you don't need to even join another prosperity church before you prosper. And it shall come to pass when ye be multiplied and increased in the land. I shall give you a pastor. I shall send you a spiritual father. If you can receive him, then two things will come to you. Multiplication and increase. I see you multiplying and increasing in the name of Jesus. But you see, it comes to those who wholeheartedly receive the man God is giving them. But you see, there is a problem. Usually, people don't like their fathers. And that is where the problem is. Usually, people don't like the ones. You see, a lot of you don't like what God prescribes. Like God will say, take this one. You say, no, I don't like this one. I like this one. Sit down, ask yourself. Who has God given you? Jesus met his desire. He said, follow me. And I will make you. Wait, isn't this man blaspheming? How can Jesus say he will make somebody? You see, pride will always make you lose hold of the blessings God is bringing your way. Pride. A lot of you are too proud to receive the, the men God is bringing your way. You are too proud to receive the men God is bringing your way. That's what I'm saying that. At the end of this sermon, I, I wish you would, you would be an old person. I wish you be a matured person who will lose the right to choose and allow God to choose for you. See, what is happening in your life currently? Is it what God prescribed? Is it God told um, a gentleman his name is Jonah. I friend Jonah. He said, Ninive. I said, Ninive. Jonah said, No, Tarsus. Jonah said, I be Tarsus. God said, No, I said, Ninive. Go to Ninive and preach. But Jonah said, No, Tarsus. And the funny thing, when immediately he bought a ship and sailed towards Tarsus, you see, the, the Bible said there was a boisterous wind. 
A lot of you, the reason why there is turbulence in your life is because you've taken the wrong direction. It, it is because you are you are you are prescribing something for yourself God hasn't prescribed. Are you humble enough to accept what God gives you? God said to you, ministry. And you said, no, business. Look at the way you are struggling. Look at your face. Look at your face. Have you seen the way you are struggling? You see, God just told you, give. And you said, no, I will withhold. That is why you are poor. Oh, yes. You see, Samuel said to Saul, he said, when you were little in your own eyes, were you not accepted? When you were little, were you not king over all Israel? It's funny to read that particular scripture. When you read it, let, maybe let, let's read it. First Samuel. Let's read chapter 10. First Samuel chapter 10. Quickly. Okay, let's go to chapter um, 15. Let's read 15. Let's start from verse number 19 quickly. First Samuel chapter 15. Maybe we should start reading from the verse number 19. Okay. Let me read from verse number 19. And the Lord sent thee. Oh, let, let me, let me. Okay. Okay, let me come to verse number 19. Why then, okay, why then did you not obey the voice of the Lord? And this is Samuel talking to Saul. And it's now anyway. like Saul. Why did you swoop down on the spoil and do evil in the sight of the Lord? Let's read on, bro. Follow, follow the story. Now, this is King Saul. Where yeah, King Saul? Whom God has chosen as the first king of Israel. Israel, and giving him the privilege to, to serve as the king. And he has so many servants and so many people worship, uh, serving him. And so God gave him a command. Go and destroy, utterly destroy, completely destroy the people of um, Amalek. Saul went there. He killed some of the people. He left their king. And he brought sheep and cattle and what have you. He said he was going to sacrifice it to, the, to God. And when he came back, the prophet asked him, Why didn't you obey the voice of the Lord? And Saul said to Samuel, But I have obeyed the voice of the Lord and gone on the mission which the Lord sent me. Wait. Go back to verse number 19. Look at something. I want to show you something. A lot of you, even in your mistake, you still want to explain yourself. Even in the face of evidence, you are still explaining yourself. And one one of the greatest signs of pride it's when an evidence is made available against you and yet you are still denying God said go and kill everybody 
And he gave him, is he in his specification on his job description? They gave him specifications. God said, kill men, women, babies that are sucking breasts, cattles, and everything you find in Amalek. Destroy everything in the camp of the Amalekites. Verse number 19. When Saul came back, the prophet asked him, Why then did you not obey the voice of the Lord? And why did you swoop down on the spoil and do evil in the sight of the Lord? So, at least, is he, they are putting it to you. Like, the pink sheet is against you. And they are showing it. And what did Saul say? And Saul said to someone, but I have obeyed. The prophet said, you've not obeyed. But Saul said, I've obeyed. Usually watch people who want to, who want to use us. People who don't accept mistakes. They are not good people to work with. People who have a reason for everything. A lot of you lack the ability to say sorry. Just that. Just that. Some of you lack the ability to say I'm wrong. A lot of you don't know how to say I'm wrong. It is a sign that you are proud. So said I have obeyed. So said the prophet said you've not obeyed. So said I have, but I have obeyed the voice of the Lord. And gone on the mission which the Lord sent me. Now listen. And brought back Agag, king of Amalek. I have utterly destroyed. Look for the meaning of utterly. Those of you who have a dictionary. Yeah. Yeah. What's the meaning of utterly? What someone say? Utterly. I've utterly destroyed. Or utterly. What does it mean? Completely. Or? Crack, crack, crack. Read on. Read on. So when somebody say I have utterly destroyed, it I means I have cry. completely destroyed. Uh-huh. Talk to me. Oh, please, dictionary. Without, without qualification. Uh-huh. Absolutely. There we come. Come. Is he? Please, let me ask this question. Is the king saw okay? destroy everything yes, it's a and you said I have gone on the mission and I have brought back Agag and when you finish you still ended that you have completely totally, utterly without conf- uh, qualification absolutely destroyed and who is this please somebody here so, you see, the king Agag is the evidence against you. Some of you, you are still holding on to your Agag and you are telling God, I'm serving you. And God is Oh God, I'm giving myself. I am just waiting for the blessing. And God looks at you and says, what did you say? You have completely given yourself? Some of you, God can easily direct you. Listen. Do this. Your way. 
and you do a part of it and leave a part. And yet you say you've done it. And there is an evidence against you that you've not done it. And yet the man is still arguing with the prophet that I have, I have completely destroyed the Amalekites. But who is Agag? Is he not an Amalekite? Why are you saying you have completely destroyed Amalekites? Read on. But the people took the plunder. So now he's pushing the blame from himself to the people. The people took the plunder, the sheep and oxen, and the best of the things which should have been utterly. Now you are, you see, your, your worst. You are, you see, you are being enslaved by your own worst. You said you've destroyed everything. Now you are saying of the things which should have been. Charlie, why are you too proud to say sorry? I'm telling you, one, one of the keys that easily leads to prosperity is humility. You don't understand. Humility. Your ability to humble yourself. God can never lead a proud person. People that are proud are signified um, or they are symbolized by a goat. It is only the humble ones that are described in the Bible as sheep. Are you a goat or you are a sheep? Which are you? Where do you stand this evening? Are you humble? Can your father look to you and say, no, this thing you did is wrong. This one is wrong. No, 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 sit down. Can your father just rebuke you and say, sit down? There's a lot of the times you want to explain. Said, I said, sit down. Doctor, sit down. Has it ever happened to you before? Like something happened and you wanted to explain? Just keep quiet and sit down. Don't talk. Keep quiet and sit down. And your pride is revealed. Dead. Some of you, you see, the more they say sit down, the more you stand. The more your father says, sit down. The more you stand. You, you just want to do something for him to know you don't fear him. This is, this is, this is Saul and his man of God that was given to him. The man of God said, you've not obeyed God. Saul said, I've obeyed. But the people took the plunder, whatever. Let, let's, let's, let's go on. And the reason why they took it was a good motive. They wanted to sacrifice to the Lord. And so Samuel said, has the Lord as great delight or has, has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? So he's asking, is, do you think God is happy with sacrifices as in obeying his voice. What is God telling you this child of God? My sister, what has God told you? And what is he still telling you? What is he requiring from you that you are finding it difficult to let go? Be careful. 
Because anytime you put sacrifices above obedience, God will never be pleased with you. A lot of you are trying to make up for your disobedience. Yes. You are doing this, you are giving this. Oh, you want to sow a seed, you want to do this. God is not happy in sacrifices, He wants your obedience. They usually they will say, Why is this happening to me? Why, why am I seeing this? It is because you are leaning on your own understanding and you have rejected the man God sent to you. So the Bible says, Behold, to obey is better than to sacrifice. And to heed than a father of Ram. Let's, let's, let's roll. We are going to pray. Quickly. Charlie, quickly. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Give me the King James Version of this. Give me the King James Version. Look at, look at it. Okay, give me a message Bible. Message Bible of this very same verse. Listen. Not doing what God tells you is far worse than fooling around in the occult. Not doing what God tells you to do is is far worse than fooling around. So when you see somebody fooling around in occult or witchcraft, disobedience to the voice of God is far. It's far. God, God, see, one of the things God doesn't take lightly is disobedience. And a, lot of you, a lot of you, because because you have entertained pride in your life, no, your pastor can't even speak into your life. Please, can, can your pastor rebuke you? Can your pastor say, no, this thing you did, and this is wrong? Can he? And will you keep on calling him? When your pastor, a lot of you, when your pastor rebuke you, that's the end of your relationship. Yes. So now, you see, when I, I was also a child, I didn't know I was just rebuking just anybody. But now that I'm grown, I've also learned who to rebuke and who not to rebuke. Because Proverbs chapter 8, Proverbs uh, chapter 9, verse number 8 tells us something. Quickly. I'm, going, I'm ending. I want to pray. Proverbs chapter 9. Verse number 8. Give me the King James or New King James. Quickly. You are very dull on the screen. Okay. The Bible says, Reprove not a scorner. Reprove not a scorner. A, a scorner is a mocker or a fool. Somebody who doesn't think. Who does, somebody who makes fun of everything. The Bible says, Reprove not a scorner. Lest he hates thee. Rebuke a wise man. And he will love you. Rebuke, a, in other words, correct a wise man. And, and he will love you. Some of you, but I say, sit down. 
wise man will interpret that to mean that uh, me cry, I like standing alone. Let me sit down and listen to what he says. But a fool or a scorner, he will get angry and he will hate you. He will never like you. I don't know if you think of one day somebody said, Pastor, I know you are talking about me. So because of you, we shouldn't preach again. Yes. You see, a wise person who listen to a sermon and says, no, this sermon, God is talking to me. That's a wise person. But a fool will say, eh, pastor is using me to preach. You are a fool. Even that thought alone describes your foolishness. Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 so many people, so many people have walked out of certain places which God has ordained for them and had made a shipwreck of themselves of, of themselves and their ministries. Reprove not a scorner. No, don't, don't rebuke a scorner. You see, Paul described this scripture better when he said, have I now become your enemy? By telling you the truth. So there are certain truths. It is better. It is better told when it is hidden. There are certain truths. You don't say it. But I don't know who I came to talk to. But God would want you to know that he prefers obedience than sacrifice. God would want you to know that the prayers you are praying, he has heard you. But the reason why you are not multiplying and increasing is because you have rejected the man of God he sent you. Jesus, Jesus said about um, the prophet Elijah. He said there were so many prophets in the city of Zarephath. Sorry, there were so many widows in the city of Zarephath. But to none to none was the prophet Elijah sent except that widow of Zarephath. That particular widow. There were so many widows. But to none. So God can send you a spiritual father in the form of a prophet. Oh, you think there are, are not people in Afiaman? There are so many people in Afiaman. But to none of them have I been sent to preach to them. Or have they been even given the privilege to listen to what I'm preaching? Somebody will say, save you. Accept you. No, not like say. It's an old English word which means accept you. Yeah. I was talking to one of my, my brothers. He said to me, Pastor, when I entered your church with my friend, we realized that you preach reality. It's like you, you, you say it just the way it is. You, you don't want to say, oh, this person is preaching this way, so let me also preach it that way. This person is saying this, so let me say. He told me, he said, you preach the truth. And he said, I, I pray God, God will keep on increasing me. I don't, I'm not trying to please anybody in this house. So my question this evening is, what has God told you? 
What has God said to you? What are you refusing? Whom has God given you? And why are you rejecting that person? That the moment you reject your divine appointees, or the people God has this assigned for you, you don't go far. Oh, you don't go far. I'm telling you, a lot of you, your life, eh, would be better if you if you could receive the man of God God has given you. Yeah. Is it, um, yesterday I visited a woman. Her daughter, her daughter went on coma. On Thursday, not this day, last two weeks, or I think it's, oh, it's been some time now. Her daughter, she, she just, her, her mother said she just, the, the girl just screamed, Aye! and that was it. And, and she fell. She couldn't, she couldn't, she couldn't talk. She couldn't open her. She was just there. The only thing they could see was her heart just beating. Just the heartbeat. Rushed there to Redeemer. From Redeemer, they said, no, we can't take her to Amasama. And she was admitted. At the point they had to even put oxygen on her. Because the breath was not was not well. And she was just at the junction of death. Just at the junction of death. From Thursday, she was just lying. Well, in fact, when we went there, I went there with Kelvin and Derek. When we got there, she was on the bed. I have never seen somebody who has, who has been in coma. I've never seen one before. Me. I said that lady. Who stood by her bed. Oh, okay, I think maybe this is my second time. Alice. Alice was the one. Then I stood by the bed. Touched the hair. She didn't hear. She, didn't, she, she couldn't lift her hand. She couldn't do anything. Not even open her eyes. She's just there. I just went in. Prayed with her. And I asked her mom when, since when? Said, oh, since Thursday, she has been like this. She doesn't, she doesn't talk. She doesn't do anything. She's just lying. Then her mother said, Pastor, do you think she'll be okay? I said, oh, let's pray. She'll be okay. So I just prayed with her. Derek was, you were there. You guys were there. So I didn't, I didn't say, Father, I break every sickness. I lose. No, no, that, that was not my prayer. Because one thing I knew which I've not told anybody but you is this. She was walking in disobedience. This is a lady I could, I would go to her house on Sunday morning and give her my Bible. Like this. Take this Bible. I am going to church. Bring it. Sometimes she'll bring it. Sometimes she'll give it to somebody to bring it. One day, I gave her my handkerchief. Because I didn't have anything on me. And I said, take this handkerchief if you come. Bring it. And she said, so I'm baffing, Pastor, I'm baffing. Thank you. I'm baffing, I'll come right now. Fair service. I was sweating. Then I asked my wife, where's my handkerchief? I've even forgotten I've given it to somebody. I was sweating. First service. She didn't come. Second service. I was sweating. My handkerchief. 
getting to the latter end of my second service, I, she came. And she sat there. After church, she said, Pastor, your handkerchief. Then I took the handkerchief and I said to myself, it's okay. I didn't tell her. I just took the handkerchief. I said, thank you. God bless you. Bye-bye. I didn't see her again. Sometimes I'll see her in town and she'll dodge. You, you think you are doing me? You think you are doing me? She'll see me in town and she'll go and hide. Then somebody will say, why, why? He said, oh, my pastor, my pastor, my pastor. So, so, at, a, at a point, I have to even pretend as if I've not seen her. Then she went on coma. I stood by the bed. I was just looking at her. You were there and I said, God, please spare us her life. That's all we need. Just spare us her life. In other words, don't let her die now. That was, that was exactly the prayer when we prayed for Alice. When she went Alice. Then I just prayed. And I told her, Mother, she'll be well. Uh, but the call that came, they said, my church member. Then I said it. I didn't tell the person, but I said, my church, me, my church member. Me, do I have a church member? Somebody I will chase and she will dodge me. When you are dying, some of you, you, you call me pastor on your sick bed and you hold my hand and say, pastor, pray for me. I have seen so many people being destroyed because of pride. Because of something little they get. Which they call money. They live, they, a lot of you, you see, there are certain churches God has even ordained that you be there. You, you, you don't just choose any church. You don't just follow any man of God. It's, it's, a, it's a mistake. Don't make the mistake. Ask yourself, whom has God given me? Am I following the person? I just prayed with her. And I left. So we drove back. When we got to Sapema, I dropped them. I was coming to Afiyama. When I got to Amazama, I had a call. And her mother and some Muslim woman. Jubilating pastor. Miraculous. Miraculous. Immediately you prayed and you people left it not long ago. She stood up. <laughs> she stood up. God has spared us her life. When I visited them yesterday, her mother said, Hey, this time, dear, I will not stop her from going to church. And she confessed, I never knew. She, she said, Sometimes I stop her from coming to church. Stop her from coming. I stopped her. But when she was dying, she was my church member. A lot of you, is it? When things are not working, that one, you are my church member. But when things are working, that one, I don't, you don't know me. Beloved, listen. If I, I could even just preach the sermon and not do anything else this evening, it is enough. Your ability to obey. Your ability to be led. Can the Holy Spirit wake you up at 12 and say pray? You pray. You see, you are, you are grown. You are grown. 
Yes, you are grown. So now you are matured in your own eyes. Saturday we are fasting. Saturday, Saturday, everybody is fasting. Saturday, 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 and all of you, you is it pastor? So, you know, yes, she have vampire, yes, she have three. I say, member four. Pastor, I say we are all meeting to pray. Three, quiet, quiet. Then pastor, quiet. Three, no, be kono oni o. Member four. You are, you are. When you need to do, ma, I mean, when you need to do. And so, God cannot even lead you to a man of God. Tina, I come point me if I na kuwa so anywhere ni. I'm telling you. So this time, that's my, that's my motto. I just there are certain people I want them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are certain people, sometimes I don't know what, what is wrong, but I can call them. Then I want to say the truth. Then it's okay, you are blessed. I'm telling you, so many times I, I'm tempted to call people and to discuss certain things with them, but I can't. Sometimes I think twice, this person is he part of the, the corner or, or, or the scorners, or the wise men. And sometimes I withhold certain things. So, so if you are here and you don't see my missed calls, number two, if I'm talking to you, I just speak generally. Like, I, 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 I don't talk about specifics. If I'm, if you are here, anytime I call you, it's all about you are blessed, Charlie. You are blessed. It, it, it means I'm afraid to talk to you. Oh, yes. yes. It means I'm afraid. Today I called one of my daughters. She's not even in my church. But she's even more a daughter than a lot of you. I called her, I said, I'm going to ask you a question. Tell me about your relationship. I want to know what is happening. Say, Pastor, this and this and this is happening. I say, okay, so what about your business? What is happening? Some of you, I'm afraid to even, hey, me ask you about your relationship. Me, me, I, go. I can't. I can't. I, I'm telling you, I can't. Yeah. I will give you pastors. I will give you pastors. Jeremiah 3.15 I will give you pastors according to my heart. I, God, will give you. Who is the pastor God has given you? Is he really pastoring you? Or he's afraid of you? Have you seen a shepherd who is afraid of a sheep? But now you are the shepherd and I am the sheep. The sheep doesn't... I don't want to talk about certain things. Yes. So be careful. Be careful. If there is something you can walk out of this service with. It is just one thing. From now onwards, I am going to give myself or probably I'm going to give myself totally to God. Whatever he tells me to do, I'll do it. God told you that this person is not a good person. Something was telling you this guy, there is something wrong with the guy. You never listened until you entered into the relationship. Then along the, the line, the thing turned into fiasco. 
Some of you, God speaks to you through dreams. This friend, watch her. This person, stay away from me. But you, it's a big no. Once you have purpose in your heart that this is what you are doing, that's it, nothing can change. Stand to your feet. Tonight you are going to pray. See, tonight is not going to be the the, the, the usual night you used to know. I am giving you the opportunity to pray. You are praying and telling God. Jesus said, is he, remember from whence thou hast fallen. Remember from whence thou hast fallen. There is nothing wrong with doing a quick U-turn. Paul said, Paul said, renew your mind. To renew means to rewind and go back for a, the new and original thing. And so a lot of you, it, it, it is not too late for you to make a quick you then. You are going to pray and tell God if there is any part of my life that is in disobedience to you and your word. If there is something in my life that is not in total subjection to you. Father, as I pray, Father, help me to obey. Lord, help me to obey. Lord, help me to obey. In the name of Jesus, let's pray, somebody. Talk to God, somebody. Lift up your voice and talk to God, somebody. Lift up your voice and talk to God. Now, talk to God. Lift up your voice. If there is any part of your life which is not in total subjection to the voice of God, lift up your voice and talk to Him. Talk to Him. The Bible says when you were young, you had the right to get yourself and to go where you wish. But when you are matured, somebody else will choose things for you. Tonight you are praying and telling the Holy Spirit, Father, put away my will. Jesus said, not my will. Not what I want to do. Not what I will. But your will be done in my life. You want to pray that the will of God will be done. You want to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to lead and guide you. You want to pray and tell God that Father, I give you total control over my life. Over my finances. Lord, speak to me and I will obey. Speak to me and I will obey. I give you total freedom in my life. Lord, I pray tonight that you will give me your spirit for your word says as many as are being led by the spirit of God 
They are the sons of God. Tonight, Lord, give me your spirit to lead me. Give me your spirit to guide me. Give me your spirit to direct me. And I pray that you give me a humble heart. You give me a humble heart so that I will be able to obey every single instruction your spirit gives me. Help me, Lord. Lift up your voice and let's talk to him. Lift up your voice and let's talk to him. Lift up your voice. We hope you've been blessed by this message. For further information on Reverend Imosdako's tips and books, please send us a mail at rev.imosdako at gmail.com or call plus 233-503-861-399. Thank you for your time and God bless you.